The following episode of the Carnival of Randomness is sponsored by an important message to you, the people from Upsetnik and Associates. Every day there are forces that are taking from you, stealing from you. Your money, your time, your freedom. Immense faceless corporations, banks, credit card companies, insurance providers, government agencies, this list goes on and on. When you are under attack and facing crisis, turn to us, Upsitnik and Associates, attorneys for you, the people. When every day becomes a battle, we can advise and assist. We have been advocates for 40 years. Email us through UpsitniksLaw.com or call us at 1-866-391-3299 or reach out to us through Upsitnik and Associates on Facebook for a prompt, no obligation, communication and consultation. Don't be pushed around. Hello, everybody. You've not heard the uh, <laughs> great, uh, wonderful, and the show's over already. But <laughs> you, you have not heard the uh, what would you call it? Greg just stayed in the studio from the last time. Yeah. What would you call our entry? Was there a bat signal? A bat. Is that a our what? version of the bat signal? The boing at the beginning. The boing. Yes. It's yes, Rob yes. here, and this is uh, been a while from the Carnival of Randomness Studios. We've been doing episodes. From five fathoms down underground in a hidden bunker, but now we're in our super secret location. And what can I say? The last time we were here was around March 12th, and I can remember it well. COVID was just starting, and I was debating going to see Michaela Davis in Albany because I'd heard it was coming up. So I went down there the night before. Big crowd. Everything's okay. I've never heard anything. I got down here. We had Amanda Stone, and we had Greg and Susie promoting yep. an album. And by the way, it's not going to come out today, but happy birthday, Don Anonymous. Oh, wow. It's Don's birthday yeah, Happy today. birthday. He lists himself as 33, so yeah. uh, we'll go with that. He's, 30, Jack, he's Jack Benny's distant relative. 33 and a third, <laughs> but then, so it's going on, and I remember this was the week it really hit because the week later, it was St. Patrick's Day. Everything was closing. Right. And... I was debating. I was talking to my friend Alicia and Ryan. His band, nineteen sixteen, was playing at Brunette's place. Uh, Iron Smoke, and I was debating going down. They a lot of places were canceling. The parades were canceled, so I ended up going down, hanging with Alicia and Ryan. And ironically, as things were closing. I decided to go to Penfield Wegmans afterwards. I go down there. Somebody took all the bread. Somebody stole all the toilet paper. Brunette was down there buying some supplies, so I run into him. <laughs> I get up there to cash out. The, the cashier backs away, and she's after I've done. She's like, I have to wash my hands. I look because of my allergies. I was rubbing my nose and I was bleeding. Oh <laughs> which my must god! Have scared her. <laughs> and then after that, that's when everything really closed because that Monday I went down to return some books at the library, and the library was closed. And then we're talking about coming back to the studio for the next episode. Then I message her, a magician here. And it turned out that, yes, it was closed, and we went from there. And, of course, you were supposed to do the album release with Susie. That didn't happen. Right. The C- the CD is done, though. Oh, yeah, I've got a copy. Yep, it's very good. It's, you can uh, pick it up, I think, on, you know, talk to Don or Susie. Or yeah, I know they're on Reverb, I think, and some other stuff. It's very good. Pick it up. But how did you deal with, when this first came down, what were your thoughts on everything? My Well... First thing, I guess, I was bummed about the whole bar thing, which I understand. But as far as like you know, it kind of it screwed up my income because uh, a lot of people play for fun, but I don't. 
I mean, I have fun playing, but I mean, I need the money. <laughs> so the thing is, it, it kind of messed that up. And, and you know, it, it, the whole social fabric changes. I mean, when I was thinking about this the other day and kind of prepping for this to come here today. It's just like, you can't just go to a bar and hang out with a bunch of people. You just can't go, hey, let's get together and uh, I'll meet you. Or, you know, it, it's like all of a sudden you have to think about everything and you have to like plan everything and... And I think that takes its toll on the on your patience. It made me think because, like you said, it's like I love music, but I gotta eat. And made me think about a time like last year, say even during the winter last year, when I went went out to dinner with a friend at our house, then I went to the little to see a show, and the only thing that bothered us was a blizzard popped up, and then I went to Wegmans. <laughs> And I didn't have to think about it. Now, if I'm going to go to Wegmans, I have to think, do I want to go deal with people, put the mask on? It's like every little thing we took for granted. Oh, am I going to go see some friends? Am I going to do this? Well, I better prepare. Well, I mean, the thing is, you know, you throw a couple masks in the car. and I mean, you just got to sort of, it's just what it is at this point. But like, okay, the job I have, I work at a small gas station convenience store thing, so that stayed open, so that was good. I didn't have to deal with the unemployment thing, which was a big kerfuffle as it was. With the whole, you know, it's like, you know, the state is not, I mean, it's like antiquated system. They didn't think about this stuff, you know. It's like sometimes it's like all this knee-jerk, whatever you want to it's like, okay, you're going to shut everything down, and it's like, okay, you're collecting liquor licenses and sales tax and this and that, and now you're shutting everything down, and that's hurting. I mean, it's it's a trickle down, to use that term, but it's like it's affecting everybody. And I do remember the first time my cousin was, I was talking to my cousin, and this was when Walmart started limiting the number of people going in, too. Right. That's when it really started going down, and then I heard about wearing masks and limiting people and I've luckily I've seen some things that are pretty gross, but I've not seen like the real crazy person yet, though I've heard stories. Well, on the upside, I mean, you know, make lemons out of or make lemonade out of lemons. You know, it's just I I worked on my house a lot. I got my yard looking pretty good. I did a lot of that kind of stuff. And, you know, I cleaned my basement, which is our rehearsal space. I completely redid it and sanitized it and took a lot of old crap out of there and crappy rugs and things like that. But, I mean, you know, just to keep yourself busy mostly. But, you know, I I know the St. Patrick's Day thing really, that, that was a huge, I mean, that's like, but... I'm sure a lot of people got mad and got drunk. So it was a win-win anyway. Well, liquor stores all stayed <laughs> open. That was the thing. I love that New York. And that's some of the arbitrariness right. of what was essential and what wasn't. Right. I would think, you know, businesses, I mean, if you're lifeblood, you think it's pretty essential. Well, but Well, speaking <laughs> of that, I went to this one liquor store, right? And this is right in the beginning. And I said something to the clerk, I, uh, girl. I said, I said, wow, I'm glad you guys aren't closed. And she made a comment, and she was very serious. She said something about the governor said they don't want people with, uh, it's like one of these twisted PC things. They don't want people with any kind of addictions to start freaking out. Yeah, and I heard that too. Somebody said, and I would say, you know, you can get beer at Wegmans or anything, but I don't want to. You know, addiction's a tough thing. Yeah. You don't want to screw with that. I mean, so if but you need people a, were saying, you, know, you need a you know, bottle of Jack, you got You need go a bottle or something <laughs> that some people need it. Plus, I also think, you know, wink, wink about that, that the liquor lobby's huge in New York, too. So they right. probably had say, too. 
But I know my friend in New Hampshire, he runs a wine store and a spirit store. He said when this started, some guy came in coughing away, uh, ordered 900 cases of beer. Not kidding. Oh, my God. So he was bunkering down. Yeah, man. Because I would see, yeah. like, I thought the toilet paper thing was a joke, but I would see carts full of it, like, coming out of the store. Yeah, well, that's the one thing I never still can't figure out, is, like, uh, of all the things you're nervous about not having, that seems like an odd choice, but... Well, I saw bread was the thing. The first night when I went to that Penfield Wegmans, the bread shelves were cleaned out. Right. And what was funny is all the vegetarian stuff was fine. You didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> People have weird impulses when, when they panic. I, I, that's another thing I noticed. It's like the whole panic thing. And I'm gonna, I'll give you another story if I can, if, this, if you don't mind. This has something to do with the whole thing that happened downtown back in May, right? The big, the big the looting and all that yeah. stuff. The place I work at is over on Goodman Street, over across from Bosch and Lobb. So it's kind of on the edge. It's not, you know, it's not in a bad section. It's a nice little section, a lot of residential people, a lot of houses. People actually started coming there that night. I watched the mayor's speech. I was, you know, I had it on the phone and stuff, and I, I checked it out. I saw what was going on. And then a lot of people started coming in to buy their, you know, cigars and stuff and then sodas and whatnot. But people were coming in and telling me what was going on at, like, Goodman Plaza and, you know, how it was getting wrecked. And people were actually coming into our place and commiserating. They were like, what is going on here, man? This is weird. And they were, like, trying to stay away from it, which is kind of like what they don't show you on the news. They don't show you the nice people, the people that don't want anything to do with this stuff, who just want to relax and live a normal life. They don't show you those city people. And they I only show you the, the idiots. <laughs> I remember, like, I guess, like, the whole thing with the lion. There were all those memes of lion having garbage plates going right. around town. I guess what happened was some wannabe looters called the police and said, you know, they're breaking into the zoo. They're doing all this stuff there. Deflect the police so they could rob marshals. Wow. And I guess the night it happened, you know, I'm sitting there. I hear all these police sirens. So I turn on the TV, and I guess... There was like a curfew or like a, don't go on Ridge Road. Just don't go on right, Ridge Road. Right, I remember that, yeah. And I'm wondering, what is going on here? And then, like I always say. That's I, good advice in any any time. Yeah, I, yeah that's actually <laughs> not bad Road advice. Too. And I guess like they got the target down there. Yeah, they got, they got hit. Yeah. And I guess like all these other things. But one of the things I will always say is that, you know, you'll never equate human life with businesses. But for a lot of people... These are the lifeblood of the community. You're hurting your own community. And people right. don't. And that's what, small yeah. businesses, believe me, they do not make a lot of money. You think they're rich. They aren't. And I do remember years and years ago, there was that ice storm. Right. And my friend Tony, who owned Empire Comics, oh, he okay. stayed in his building. I actually came home from grad school, and I was stuck at my <coughs> parents. So I go down to Empire, and he stays in his building. And he had heard there'd been looters going around. And he stayed there, and the police asked him, why, do you, why are you staying here? And he said, this is all I got. Right. This is all I got. And for some people, they lose their entire livelihood. They lose everything. So it's a very serious thing, and you're hurting your own community. Yeah, that's an odd thing. I had a talk with somebody from the where I work, you know, the, that lived in the neighborhood, and, and he, he, was, he didn't get that. It's like, what is, what is this affecting? It's like, you know, you're ruining your own 
area. And, and if there's a food desert now, it's going to get even worse. Downtown's going to be a complete ghost town if all these places move out. And that's so, the problem, too. You know, I don't want to get into a whole... We, you know, we don't do... We, we try to keep this light and fun. Obviously, we have to talk about COVID. But some <clears> people are going to go... I've had friends who just say, you know, I'm moving. I had a friend who's just leaving New York. Yeah. And the well, thing is, people it. are going to leave because it does. it's not safe. And it's just a bad situation. These are tough times, too, and crazy times. And I know that about employment. I've been thinking about musicians. And, again, it's some people, I mean, we have other jobs. But some people, this is their whole job was doing right. music. And all of a sudden, and it's also a change. Like Hayes Carl, for example, he's on the road 200 days a year, and now he's home. Right. But on the upside, I mean, the creative thing that people are doing with their home recordings and their home streamings and all that, I mean, that's there's been a huge uptick uh, in, in the creative process as far as, well, i got to get this stuff out here and i got to play my music and I'm going to figure out how to do it. And so I think that's, that's a kind of a nice side result of it, that people are getting more... I mean, I see that's going to probably happen more and more. I don't have the facilities for that, like at my house. I don't have interfaces and all that. Well, it's stuff, funny. So I, I have, to, I have to laugh a little bit because I'd watch friends when they first started, <laughs> and I'm going to say off the bat, anybody who knows me, I can barely work my phone or computer, so I'm never going to judge anybody. Yeah. But I would see attempted streamings where they were upside down. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, like somebody would make a comment, you're doing really good when you're hanging upside down on the ceiling. I mean, personally, this is just me. I'm not a big fan. I really don't want to see somebody sitting on their couch playing a song. It's not, I want to go to a place. I want to see it. I want lights. I want to see it. That's a, sort of a little bit of a, a Rob Mount who will be back on here, and he's done a lot on this channel. So I asked him, are you going to do any streaming or anything? And he said he just really didn't get off on watching somebody on the couch playing guitar. Yeah, to me, but it doesn't do nothing. The thing is, I'm trying to support my friends like this, and I have, like, the weekly shows, and I'll do watch parties. I try to donate, and, like... Like, for example, on a Sunday, El, my friend Allison Moore does a show at 12. Then Miss Tess does one. Then uh, Ellie Venable has a radio show. She's a real good guitarist out of Texas I met last year. Then my friend Natalie, happy birthday, Natalie, too, because it was last week. She does literally a two-hour show every week. Wow. She does a stream. And then our friend Alyssa Trahan, she has her comfy couch show. Now, this is what I would say to some musicians listening out there. Alyssa did something brilliant. She has a comfy couch merchandise <laughs> going down. I'll wear it sometime, the comfy couch tour shirt. So she created right. a whole tour shirt. But like Natalie, the funny, not funny, but with Natalie, too, is we have the people, she'll take requests. <laughs> We've had to block creepers every time. There's something <laughs> about the poor thing. Why? Well, I, I, think, I, I think that's cool, though. I mean, I if you can have a shtick around it and you can brand it and make it interesting, I mean, even if you just, I guess what I'm saying is even if you put some, okay, you're in your place, it's not hard to get a couple of lights and and maybe do a backdrop and, and have it, I mean, you're on a phone, okay? You can crop your picture. You can. It's just like a TV camera. You can make it see whatever you want people to see. Yeah. So if you put a backdrop up and a couple of lights and you do your thing at home, then, you know, it might be a little more presentable. I, I just don't like, I don't know. I, it's just weird to me. It's like my house, that's why I don't record in my house. I don't do anything except practice because it's like my house is my house. If I want to record, I'm going to go to a studio. If I want to go to band practice, I go to band practice. It's like I don't really, home office thing just never isn't my thing. Well, the funny part, too, is... When I went to a live show, I had my comfy couch tour shirt on. 
everybody who saw it had to come up and ask me what it was. <laughs> so, Alyssa, I want some royalties. <laughs> yeah, right. But now for you, too, how did it feel playing live again finally? Good. Because uh, you played with Brian at Abilene. Abilene, we're gonna, yeah. We're going to have Danny on sometime to talk about shows and the state of things. That went well, and I went to see Susie there. And, you know, I wasn't playing with her at the time. They had to keep it to, like, three people or something. And drummers aren't necessary. You know, no. Bring the I, IQ down. I'm not essential. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, but I sat in. Well, I, I guess the old-time band, I guess Greg Townsend told me they were going to have an essentials reunion, but they were deemed non-essential. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> But, uh, you know, I felt good, and I wanted to support him, and it went well. And, you know, I stay in touch with Danny quite a bit. I, I message him and stuff, and I said, thanks for giving those guys the show. And he goes, oh, no problem. And then, you know, then Brian got the show there, and it went really well, I thought. Well, we, what happened we to me good, is, good I mean, set, I have crowd. I have allergies and other things, and I'm thinking after the things, like my dad passed away, I right. dealt with him for five years with dementia, and... I'm thinking, this is all I need to be like Sam Kinison's voice. Oh, oh, COVID. So I'm debating. I told Susie, look, I just can't. You know, I talked to one of my friends about going. She said she lives alone. She's not a, She's an essential worker. I don't feel comfortable about going. And I told Susie, I'm hemming and hawing. So after that, my friend Adriana played. And I said, okay, you know, I'm going to try it. If I don't feel comfortable, I can leave. Right. So I went in. I saw Danny. Talking to Danny a lot, we're catching up, we're trying to help him promote stuff, and the evening went well. The only thing I didn't like was I sat down; these two dudes sit by me, and I sort of move away from them. Right. And the one guy takes his got his mask off, and starts coughing away like I'm like hedging by the, and I don't know these guys either. Yeah. Well, what's bugging me is these these idiots that are running around blowing these bars in when they see something. There are people that are going around. Narkin on, you know, oh, I saw this. I saw a bunch of people in a some crowd. Some woman in Spencer Port, I guess. Know. So some woman, actually, Marge has put up a thing about her. She was running around Spencer Port. And that's like, you have nothing to do to go run around yeah. and just blow people. It's tough enough for people. I mean, they probably, I'm sure they think they're helping the cause somehow and expediting maybe. I don't know. But it just to me, it's like you're just making the things worse. There was a guy in Albion. He had to close his bar because he had like he had like three people in there, and somebody said, "Oh, there was a big," you know. He was on. I heard him. He had he was on the radio. He had to close his bar. He had to shut it down because he couldn't make it work. And that's the problem too. Is it's yeah. just their word. And number one, it's tough enough. I I have sympathy. I admit, if I was working checkout at say Wegmans, or I remember driving down Lake and seeing Abbott's custard, there was a huge line. I would say 25% of the people were wearing masks, no social distancing. I would freak working at that counter. Right. I would freak. More power to them. And then you're trying to make a living in a lot of bars, and I'm still... I've heard stories about some bars just are going to go under. I mean, the thing is, if it's an airborne thing, you really don't have to worry too much, I, I suppose, unless they're sneezing or coughing at you. But, I mean, just to have somebody standing there, I mean... You know, I know there's all that asymptomatic stuff and everything, but, you know, if you're just sitting there, like you and I, you know, we're sitting here, I mean, I mean, how many times have you caught a cold when you go to a bar? I've It's happened to me. I do. I will tell the story. <laughs> is there, was, there was a bar last winter, and they had a show, and what I heard was it was packed, and I guess some person just had the flu and came in, 
And I guess like 60 people got it. Right. And it's going to happen. And we used to have, I remember there were always the people when I used to do the door who would come out. And they were obviously sick, but they just had to go out. And you didn't right. think of other people. But you got to remember when we went to school, like my mom, mom, I'm dying. You're faking. Oh, my father. My mom, was, if I had COVID, yeah. my mom would have sent me to school. It's closed. I don't care. That's an excuse. Yeah, my dad was like, you know, you're going to school. <laughs> I remember like when we had chicken pops, and this is, I'm not going to get into schools opening, reopening. That's for people who know a lot more about this than I do. I feel bad for the kids. And I feel, now for me, like I said, if COVID would have broke out when I was in high school, I would have been in the car with Snoop, Dave Blodgett. We would have gone to Florida. Yeah. I would have been gone the next day. I would have been celebrating. I would have been in Bluntville. Yeah. I would have been, I would, I would, <laughs> out in the parking oh, lot. I would have been out of here. And Dave just went to Florida one time. He was at Rome. He was at Romig's Tavern. He decided he didn't want to go to school, so he just left and told his mom he's going to yeah. Florida. That's Dave. And he gets, you know, that's Dave. And yeah. God bless him. But... It's a situation too with the parents. Say like you're working, how are you going to go to work when you got a kid at home? You know that's right. that's a thing. And I remember again, we were in the days of chicken pox, and I remember as soon as one person caught it, the whole class would catch. And I still remember somebody. You know, we would go to the different rooms and sit in desks. The person whose desk I sat in had chicken pox. Guess who came down with it next? Yeah, <laughs> fun. It's like ah, I got it. Damn. Wow. So and things like that, and I mean, during flu season, I, I I have a hard time though seeing how, just like with you know, concerts or whatever, it's like how classrooms are already overpacked, and how you're gonna get these kids to sit far enough apart, and man, you know, I mean, kids are social. Are there, there, I tweeted a thing. I don't know, I I got mad about something, and I but I mean, kids are desocialized enough at this point in, in the world. And it's like, so to make them not associate more is just going to make things worse. They're going to be more introverted and more, you know, right now they hardly can express themselves. It's like, that's you know? a good question for you because I never knew I would live to the day where parents would have to say, go out and play. But say this was like circa right. 1978 and this happened. What would people be doing? We couldn't do social media. We couldn't do any of this stuff. Right. Play with your CB radio. Right, you'd be yeah, you'd be down in the basement, or you'd be outside throwing a ball around. Or and something. I think that's I been missing too. And I'm not going to be one of these old coots going on about you no know, in our day, but you right. know, we would go out and play. We would make our own games up. We would just have fun. And I think that sense of imagination is a bit gone because you go on the computer, right. and play your video games. And I've, I had my Ataris, all my Genesis Segas. You know, I'm not knocking video games, but. We would have to get called in. Like my mom would say, "Okay, yeah. dinner's at five. Go on out, have fun." Right. I used to draw comics. I was into the art thing for a while. I did till I realized I sucked. I used to read comics, <laughs> obviously, and I was huge into my comic books and everything else. Well, we had a we had a woods where I grew up over on Carter Street. See, me near, too, near one hundred four. Actually, see, I grew up right by because I grew up uh, I grew up on Laser Street in the city. By OLPH, but then by the time, like 1975, I get to be born, but somehow yeah. I was there. Uh, we moved to Gates, and I was right by the canal. So literally, we'd bike right on yeah, the canal. You just go in the woods, do your shit, and, or, you know. You know, and, go uh, kill yourself on trails, which is great. Yeah, and, and then, it did know, hurt go, those go days. <laughs> I still always remember the one time I jumped this hill with my bike, 
and it was beautiful because I could see my shadow as I went flying. Yeah. Then I crashed. <laughs> and I still have like a scar here from hitting a rock on oh, my wow. hand from years ago. It didn't hurt though then. It was yeah, fun. Yeah. I did something like that once. I hit a rock on a bicycle. And you know, we I, say, I went up in the air and the bike came down yep, on top this, of me. <laughs> that's what happened to me too. But let kids be kids. Right. And that's the thing I think people are missing some days. Now and I think that's that's a shame, but every each generation, I mean, mm. I remember when they used to hate our guts when we were growing up. <laughs> you know, the older people are. You are. <laughs> I mean, I had the guy. My dad, my dad's barber, called said I looked like a girl because my hair was like down to here. And one of those guys had a buzz cut his whole life. Well, you know, that's something else too. It's like people don't remember, or they don't consider some of the other uh, prejudices. You know, the long hair thing back in the South and, then you know, the whole, you know, it had nothing to do with any kind of racial thing. It was just, I don't like the way you look. I have a cheesy that. joke. You I have know, to you know. say it. Uh, it's I, been I going was, on for a long I was time. blessed enough to see Charlie Lovin open for Lucinda Williams. Yeah. And he told it was like the best cornball joke I've ever heard. But it was like those values, though, where he's, well, I was talking to my son and my son wanted to use the car. And I told him. You get your hair cut or you ain't using the car. <laughs> and he wouldn't get his hair cut. So I said, you ain't using the car. So he looked at me. He knows I'm a good Christian. He said, well, Jesus had long hair. Right. And he, I just said to him, it seems that I recall Jesus walked everywhere. Right. <laughs> good one. <laughs> and just the way he said, he was like so old school in a really good way. Yeah. And he was just, it was like somebody I was really privileged to like talk to during the show because he was like. Charlie Levin, what are you going to say? Yeah. But speaking of that, going into something else that you said about prejudices, one of the things I've been doing is really delving into old TV during this. Oh, man. And what me can too. we say about some of these things? Let me tell you. I can remember, well, I've been watching a bunch of the. I was like, I was on Film Rise and I found The Naked City, the old show, yep. The Naked City. Yep. And there was a lot. I mean, those guys are like, Peter Falk played this, like, bad cop. Or no, he played a criminal, sorry. And he gets shot by this, Eli Wallach plays this rogue cop, and he, like, just shoots him down even though he was unarmed. He's like, ah, the guy's, he's a a bum, he's a scumbag, yeah, he deserved (laughs) to die. But where would he be? If this was a serial, it would be, like, the exotic villain trying to poison the world. Right. He'd be, like, what, part eight or whatever. It would just be, like, who would be the hero, like... Oh, I just watched Spy Smash. I actually again. just watched. I, I, I had some Rocky Spy. Jones. I love Rocky, Rocky Jones. Jones up. But so one of the things I went into was Sanford and Son. Yeah, and I watched the whole run. Uh, I don't know how many of these would have to get pulled now. Right, but at that time, All in the Family and that that was groundbreaking, and everybody thought, "Oh, this is great! You can like explore these things." And well, now I, it's like I wrong, had not you know? known, and Norman Lear just passed. No, well, actually, I goofed him up with Carl Reiner, excuse Carl me, Reiner, but Nor- yeah. Norman Lear. I didn't realize Norman Lear, we knew the All in the Family. I didn't know that Norman Lear created Sanford's son. And oh, he I wanted uh, Fred to be a black version of Archie. Right. So there's all these prejudices and everything. So, well, uh and then Lamont's the more kinder, more compassionate. Red Fox was pretty blue to begin with. His stand-up act was pretty Well, one of the funny racy. things about that is my mom, was she loved Sanford and Son, so my dad would take me out or whatever. So I got a Red Fox comedy album. Yeah. No idea. Uh, right. I put this on. Well. Oh, yeah. He, he was out I got. There. I ain't lied yet. It looks like where he's got the devil horns and he's got the fingers behind his back. It's kind of like a you know, black Lenny Bruce. He was blue. Yeah. That's what they say, talking blue. Yeah. 
And so was LaWanda Page. LaWanda Page. Esther, how glory, oh glory. Love <laughs> Esther. But I guess she was pretty blue, too. Yeah, there was a lot of that. But some of the issues he comes up with, and like how he talks in there, it's hard to see. There's a comedian named Rusty Warren that I got a couple of her albums, and one's one's called Knockers Up, and it's like <laughs> it's like you know somebody gave me these things, and I'm like, oh my god, it's pretty funny. But stuff. another one is I got into the Mod Squad because I you know, truth be told. Peggy Lipton was probably the only good girl I had a crush on when I was right. a kid. And it's like, you know, Catwoman, Emma Peel. Right. Then there was Peggy Lipton. And I got into watching The Mod Squad. And a lot of the first years of that have some really good dealing with social issues. Right. Better than we do now. There's one episode about a crooked con, the crooked people in the political party trying to get a congressman elected. And it's about the abortion battle. And at the end, he comes out and says, I don't want to be elected if these guys are crooks. The opponents talk, and she's like, he says to the, he puts a woman, a school teacher's life through hell because of this, because she's pro-choice and everything. The community goes against her. And he says, you probably hate me, don't you? And she says, no, we need principled people on all sides of the issue. Do you see it happening today? No. Not at all. <clears throat> and, and I think that might have been a standards and practices type thing back in those days, because I think... If you watch any old TV, The Rifleman, anything, it was always a moral thing at the end. There was always some sort of lesson to be learned. And I think that was probably a writer's thing where they had to. Well, what I like about Mod Squad, like too, is you would think they could have really messed it up where, like, Pete and Link are fighting all the time. Right. There's, right. like, the romantic angle with Julie. And the thing I really got impressed by with Captain Greer, because you figure it's going to be confrontational, they're going to hate him, but he turns out to be a father figure. <laughs> right. And he supports them. And, like, Link says, you know, at the beginning, you know, Captain's got some soul. And, you know, girls say, am I there yet? And my friends, uh, not quite. Yeah. But. Well, I, you know, in a, in a weird paradoxical kind of way, there was more freedom then. There's less freedom now because everything has to be in a box. And, you know, you can't do this and can't say that. And it's like, I think you can't get things out there like you'd like to because it's going to be considered. I'll give you a good example. Like, I mean. I watch a lot of these old shows where they show people in church and, you know, priests and whatnot. Anyway, there was a Leave it to Beaver episode, right? Why? Where, where uh, he, the new kid comes to school and he starts giving Beaver all these things, a pen, a this, that, and the other thing. So it turns out this kid's stealing the stuff and giving it to him, right? So he's getting in trouble and his mother gives him, gives June gives him this, this little talk and he goes, you know, well, nobody knows or something. He, she goes, well, God knows and God sees everything. I mean, this is on television, okay? Are you going to seriously have something like that in a script now? I still remember <laughs> you know? this, the one <laughs> episode where Beaver gets a shirt, wants to wear it to school, and then turns out a girl's wearing the shirt. Yeah. That happened to me in school. I had this, it had like polka, it had different color polka dots. I wore it to school and all my friends laughed at me because one of right. the girls had one. Well, that's another thing. It's but like, we had the like Mod Squad. I'll give you two examples. One, Julie's undercover, like with a sandwich, like a street meat thing. Yeah. And she's just not selling anything. This guy, this dude comes right. over. Can I get a ham sandwich? And she's, we're closed. Yeah. I just want a ham sandwich. We're closed. <laughs> what kind of world is it when a broad won't make a sandwich for a man? <laughs> nice. But the best one was emergency. 
Yeah. So I'm watching Emergency, and you know Johnny Gage is way cool. Randolph Mantooth is. I could never be Randolph Mantooth. <laughs> I like to say the name though, Randolph Mantooth. <laughs> so there's the one episode. So we have. I'm doing a quote with my hands now. A feminist journalist. <laughs> she comes out. And she's going to cover the fire department. And she's bossy, as they say. And they have a thing where DeSoto, a car cuts them off, must be a woman driver. <laughs> oh, yeah. And well, then yeah. at the end, of course, they rescue people from a fire. She comes around to see the boy's point of view. And she goes on a date with Johnny. <laughs> wow. Well, there's all kinds of stuff like that. Even the old George Reeves Superman. I mean, there were and like speaking all of kinds that, of now she stuff. mentioned that I'm up to, I just finished, I've seen it before, but I just finished season two. I love season two. And one of the things gets me, okay, I know we're suspension of disbelief. How the heck don't they know that Clark is Superman? They got him. He takes his glasses off. <laughs> He's even giving him hints like, well, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a, like, yeah, there's a huge willing uh, suspension of disbelief there. Well, I, I've, now so. I've said this, and this isn't like, well, you can fight me on this or not. You know, we have to get political. Watching it again, I'm a Phyllis Coates person, Phyllis. Oh, yeah. And I'm not to knock Noel Neal. She was terrific. But Phyllis just had that old film noir tough. Oh, yeah. I use the term from the day, Dane. Oh, she'd, you know, she'd whack guys with her purse and all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we can test the beauty of this. But the thing, watching, people forget, if you watch the show, the first year, even the second year, it was hardcore crime. Yeah. What I heard, kids watched it, and I guess Kellogg's became a sponsor, right. so they, they had to lighten it up. They said tone it down. And I really like Jimmy Olsen, Jack Larson, That that's Jimmy Olsen to be the gaji, all shucks. Yeah, he was great. You know, and remember, cast. it's the 50s. This is how they were. Yeah. But, I mean, I still love it. I just got through season two, and now we're going to the color episodes. It's going to start get. So, for me, it's going to be recognizing when George Reeves drank too much at lunch. Because there's a couple where he's buzzed out of his yeah, mind. Yeah, he talks they, real slow. Yeah, you can just yeah, see yeah. he is tanked. It's like watching, I went through the whole series of The Honeymooners. And talk about, could you do that these days with the domestic violence mm-hmm. implications? And see, <laughs> I tell people... You know, yeah. I look at it in my own way. I'm sort of a feminist, you know, and I, I can look at it and say, you know, it's it sounds awful, but you remember the time? It's supposed to be funny. Jackie Gleason thought people yelling at each other was funny, right? And it never happens. They really love each other. And a couple times, though, the thing I was going to say is a couple times you could see Art Carney sozzled on the show. Because Gleason was a working drunk. He could do it. But right. Carney would, and there's a couple times you could see he's like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, when you think about a show like that, it was almost like a play. I mean, that, that was like a one room. It, everything took place in that one room. They never hardly went anywhere except maybe the lodge. And I give Gleason <laughs> credit. I just watched an interview with him. He only, he never did talk shows. He said he didn't like that they just had celebrities. But for Johnny Carson, he did one. Um, and they asked him about the honeymooners. And he said, you know, they asked us to do another season. I loved making it, but we were starting to get short on ideas. And I yeah. wanted it to be good. So I stopped. And I think more shows, like, again, Sanford and Son, there's a lot of reasons for it. Red Fox got into a fight with one of the producers who was in charge of the stories. He left. The people who took over had no idea what they were doing. And it went downhill. Yeah. The Mod Squad, by the last couple of years, you could see some of the characters aren't even trying, the actors. because. Right. It really goes down in quality. And that's what we should do. That's why I like limited series now. Right. And everything else because it gets good. And 
And they don't they don't milk it. I mean, yeah. we jumped the shark on the podcast eventually. We're actually going to have a shark in here, rubber shark to jump. <laughs> but speaking of that, the one thing that happened to me is I actually got to watch some TV. So I kept up with some of the CW shows. Have you been watching them? Yeah, I'm a little lost on some. I thought Lost is that other show that nobody yeah. what the hell was. I've it. actually been watching the the fifth season of Supergirl, and I think it's I, the best one yet. I that's probably my favorite show, and I keep saying I will say this to a lot. I think Melissa Benoit would have made a good Buffy too. She's got yeah. this sort of girl next door, but she can be tough. But now you see the way they the way they've done done it with her when she's Kara, you really don't see Supergirl. Because yeah. her hair is different, and her, she actually has a different persona. She's like the girl next you know? door, and you would never yeah. think. But I think that fifth season, it's more, it's a little more sci-fi. A little weird, too, because like the altered, the ex- altered other dimensions, dimensions and yeah. stuff. The only thing I didn't like about the show, or I don't, the, the producers, you know, I, I think they push, they push the gay agenda a little bit, and, and it's in your face. Kind of, but it's that's the quite that's it's the thing kind with the of CW. good for the kids though. I mean, it's good for it's good for the younger viewers to see the tolerance and the inclusion. Well, do you remember? And, and I remember, the, and you, I know that's why they're doing it. It used but. to be on was it ABC or something that it got canceled. And there's a thing in the story when Calista Fro- Calista Frockhart was the uh, like the Perry White type boss, right? And there's a cast, and she says something like, "Look at this! It's a multiracial." Multi-sexual cast. It sounds like a CW soap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and I don't mind it as much. You know what you're going into. It's like Legends of Tomorrow or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that show, and too. I And a lot of people go to, and I say, yes, it's supposed to be funny. It's funny. I like it. And they make it campy and funny. And Right. I like that show. And it's I like it show. a lot. And now I wonder what's, I mean, spoilers, but and I wonder I, what's going to happen to Sarah Lance now. She got abducted. Oh, <laughs> I haven't been following that one as much. I've been following Green Arrow and Flash and Supergirl. The one I admit I didn't like and I couldn't get into was Batgirl. Yeah, that's kind of a... And I guess there's problems with the cast and everything. But the one I've been, I've been watching Stargirl. Like, I'll watch Stargirl the night. I haven't everybody. seen that. And I can't, right now, I'm still holding on... Uh, Justice Society, Jeff Johns' run on that was one of the best comics I've ever read. It's just not quite there. I think she's good as Cassie. <clears throat> really good in the part. But the way they're trying to do the Justice Society, it's not really working. The in, Whatever the bad guys are called, not the Injustice League, but like the Mist and Grundy and all them, they're done better. And I do like it, but I just not for me. It's like, okay, you got to pick it up what a little bit. What network's that on? Is that, it's still CW. Stargirl? You can watch it through Tuesdays. You can watch it Sundays. I'll have to but then it. Doom Patrol, which is one of the streams. I have not seen that because I don't have access. To uh, you can borrow it. I got the DVD. I love it. I think it's I'd crazy. It. It's out there. It's everything you want. I mean, they have a thing where there's another dimension up a donkey's ass in one episode. How can you beat that? I would love to see Metal, Metal Men and Doom Patrol were one of my favorite comics. Yeah, I, he's not. They've never been or like a Metamorpho. Yeah, all those cool things like that. Hey, so speaking of some weird uh, DVD, I found this thing at Seven Eleven of all places. Sometimes there's gems. I found well. I found a Blu-ray of two thousand one, mm. which is astounding for three ninety nine. But you and can it's see it's all lies commentary. now. Yeah, but it's got got, got commentaries yeah. and different. You know, I mean, I never watched. I never saw two thousand one. All this time, I started. I watched it a little yesterday, and I was like, "Wow, this 
pretty amazing the way they did stuff. And they were talking about some of the effects and the gyrospheres. I can I'll never forget. My dad watched it one time on TCM, and I'm watching it. And I remember at one point he goes, "What the heck?" Right, it's slow. And, and you if gotta... you read the the century. The century, the short yeah. story by Arthur C. Clarke is totally all basically not giving it's it away. They go on yeah. the moon. There's a monolith. So, oh, there's extraterrestrials here. Well, that's what they said in this commentary. They said that uh, Kubrick was a really that 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 was the seed for him. He said, "Oh man, that's a great idea." And he, and he didn't even know sci-fi. Guess what happened? He asked. He wanted to do a sci-fi movie. He asked one of his pals. He goes, "Yeah, Arthur C. Clarke." Right. But I remember when I was a kid, those monkeys at the beginning scared me with bang. Right, that. right. I guess that's supposed to be the the dawn of dawn man. of man. Yeah. And then, of course, the music's well known now for Ric Flair. Right. Obviously. So here's the other thing I found. I've never heard of this one. You might know about it. I looked at this thing. I'm like, what? So it's this animated Batman thing with Adam West and Burt Ward and it must have been done pretty recently because at the end they said in memory of Adam West and his voice sounded kind of weak so I think it was when he was older but they had William Shatner as Two-Face I, Can you I got, believe that? I, 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 I got to have this. I, I would grab that. That would be, I'm going to order when we get home. I got the series from the 70s when they're doing the voices, the cartoons. Yeah. I've heard the new Harley Quinn series is really good but Wait, actually, I vaguely have heard of that. It, it probably was when he was getting sick. And, and it's super campy. It's done like the TV show with the. Well, that with came the back. There's a lot of there's stuff. a lot of comics now that they're doing the '60s, and they do like the Avengers. Stephen Peel, oh wow, meet them, and they do it. Whoever does these comics, it's a labor of love because they do it pitch perfect. Have you ever seen the early Avengers when they were live? Like, yeah, but the uh, guy that stuff is wild. before Honor Blackman. Actually, yeah. going through that series, too. Yeah, that stuff is wild because you have to really pay attention to that stuff. Yeah, because I think it started as a radio show. Oh, did it? Maybe, I'm going to say, because always one of my heartbreaks when I lived in D.C., I used to go down to uh, DuPont Circle. We'd raid the bookstores. Right. Turned mm-hmm. out, missed them by like a day. Patrick McNee was in town signing copies of his oh, book. Oh, wow. That would have been good. But one of the other things I want to bring up is life in quarantine for you, like some perspectives. One of the things I'd like to do down the line is bring people when this is over. And anybody want to bet when it's over? I don't know. I don't want to know. It's like Elton John's song. I think it's going to be a long, long time. We can only. <laughs> well, hope. I think it's going to be at least a year. But I know like perspectives from people. It's all different for me. Honestly, I was at a point in my life I was kind of depressed with my dad and all these other things. I got a chance to step back and sort things out, and I needed it. Right. And I do know, like, one of my friends said she's never been happier because she's sort of an introvert, doesn't really like people much. She said she wished it would never end. Well, it's something <laughs> something I was joking about, and it kind of makes sense, but I, I found the humor in it. I got to find humor in everything. With all the stuff with the hand washing and, and everything else, I said I said something at one time. I said, well, you know what? Look at it this way. For OCD people, life has not changed. <laughs> you know, it's like they're Say just right. doing what they always it's do. CDO, proper order. Proper order. I mean, I'm mildly OCD, too. So, like, I'm crazy about, I'm a bit of a germaphobe anyway. So, I would be, right. you know, somebody, That's what I mean. you know, it's somebody like, goes out. I remember, like, get a library book out of a woman's. I get home. I'm, like, got my hands, like, flashes coming off from the boiling water. Yeah. But then I would get, you go different realms because, like, I have one of my friends, and he's a good friend, but I 
think he went a little bit maybe overboard nuts about the conspiracies and everything. <laughs> and it got really to the point where now, and that's another thing I'm going to say about masks. I mean, what's your view on masks? I mean, you're a comic book fan. It, you don't care. And I will <laughs> say just quickly, anybody who doesn't believe me, I think Batman Mask of the Phantasm is one of the most perfect Batman movies, but we can argue about oh, that. Oh, that was great. It was yeah. great. And yeah, the name that. might turn you off, but get it, watch it. I what like... was your thought about masks? Well, I mean, to cover my pretty face, it's pretty harsh. <laughs> Do they hide who we are? What well, is exactly you know, a mask? No, Adriana I, I, said it to me. Adriana <laughs> said it to me. Number one, she said, like, at her work, and I'm not going to say where she works. I guess the supervisor said, don't think you can get away with stuff. I could tell if you're frowning or smiling. Right. Mask. But then she made the comment, okay, say you see some dude walking down, some you know, some woman. Wow, I wonder what that person looks like. There's this right? mystery because you just don't know. Well, you got to go with the eyes now. Yeah. It's like you got to – but – I don't know. It's like at my job, it makes it harder because not only am I in a booth with a big plexiglass thing, so now I got people with their mouths covered up and everything sounds like they're in a pillowcase. So, you know, I have to always, what, what, what? And then people have to pull their mask off to talk anyway. So it's like, you know. Yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to have a conversation. I'm putting it over my face. I can't talk. But if it helps, it helps. And obviously, like for our studio, it's sanitized. We take precautions. Obviously, while we're talking, we can't use them or you don't want to. Maybe you don't know what the hell we're saying, but you, (laughs) you know. I mean, you know, it's a necessary evil. It's inconveniencing for everybody. And a lot of people. Aren't, you know, they keep coming in. Oh, I forgot my mask. Okay, well, well I'm back. I'm it, in this yes, room, it, so know, I don't care. It sucks. You know? In a lot of ways, it sucks. But I try to explain to people. Okay, if you're not happy, there's a thing called Instacart delivery. Right. Get your groceries that way. You're not entitled to go out like a pub or a public house or a bar. This is private property that they're letting you on. Yeah. They might not be happy, but I'll give you. And I'm going to have my friend Oz on soon. We're going to talk about door guy experiences. And how it makes us cynical bastards for life, <laughs> pretty much. But, okay, I'm doing a bar door. I'm doing the door. You want to come in, I go ID. Right. Now, I don't want to show you ID. Well, you ain't coming in. Right. If you want to come in, you have to show me, and I have a thousand stories. Come in for that episode. Yeah. You will love it. Uh, I don't really understand this Wegmans thing, why they would – Wegmans is very in, corporate. You, yeah. you would think they'd be right on board You with come this. in on this, so if you can't show me an ID, I'm sorry – you know, you're going to have to go somewhere else. This is just the rules. I don't make them. Right. Just here. I don't want them to lose their license. Yeah, they're going to get shut down. You, you know? know, so if you're going to go out, you know it's the nature of the beast right now. And you have to do it. And it's not right. that, you know, I tend to think, you know, I'm a freedom person. I don't think it's a mad conspiracy to steal our rights. No, <laughs> I not just really. don't. I mean, some people, you I can... think, I think some people, I mean, some people protest like the protests we have now because they want something to complain about. There's people protesting about masks the same way where it would be anything it would be you're stealing our rights because of having to wear a mask well i'll tell you one thing i uh, you asked me about how it affected me one thing i liked is uh, less annoying robocalls Less annoying texting. Shut up from, about that, though, because I've been getting them this week. <laughs> well, for a while, though, it was nice not to get a million texts. Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? Hey, can you play here? Can you? you know, it was nice to just have some time where you just, like, life changed Well, a you get bit, that you know? person like me. I'm like an introvert, extrovert. I come to your shows. I have my friends. I like to go right. out. But I like my quiet time. So it would be a case like, okay, you know, say somebody asks you to go out and you, you, you 
you know, you don't hate them, but you don't want to do it. Right. I would love to go. But, but the COVID. <laughs> but, and I will say my first, you know, Janine, we love you, Avino. My first takeout was at Avino and experiencing it. So you call up, works very smoothly. But the thing is, you go down there and they're outside. They got the mask. It literally looks like you're picking up your food. They're doing like a heart operation and the doctor's doing a takeout right, business. Right, right. <laughs> well, I, you know, I don't eat in restaurants as far as like eating in them. No, and that I, won't, much. I, I won't. I do takeout all the time. So it's like to me, that hasn't changed. No, much. and like I got simply anyway. crepes. That was a bit of a pain in the ass just because it's on show and place. And I had to keep mm-hmm. driving my car around. That was, oh, right. you know, but I just wouldn't feel comfortable eating in, but I wish them well. But, like, again, like, we have the thing now about how, for whatever reason, I'm not going to argue about it. You have to eat something with your yeah, bar. Yeah, that's a... But when we'll get to that, I think it's kind of foolish myself. Everybody's going to get a... You know what? They're going to get pizzas, and they're going to get... But what happened you know, was, like, yeah. when I saw Adriana play at Roar, they've got the Cuomo menu. So what is it? It's like a buck nacho, half a cheese sandwich. Right, right. A bowl of ice. Well, those guys are hilarious over there. That was real. I saw <laughs> it. I started laughing my head off. <laughs> Those guys are, we played there back, that was like one of our last gigs before. Yeah, I was there, and that was oh, actually, that's right. yeah, yeah, yeah that was, that had to be, because I remember the Kratzman came in, I was there, that had to be near when this crap happened, because right. it was a week after we probably did the show, and then you were going to have, was I don't know, was it a Johnny's or whatever, you were going to have the album released, and it got canceled. Yeah, and it got canceled. But Roar had to be very, very close. It yeah, be really yeah, close. it was like our, probably if our it last wasn't one. for... Susie, I never would have got there because I pictured it in my head, but I would have gotten lost because I thought it was down, like I was coming down Atlantic. And I, I was thought it was to, down by the armory. And literally, the, I didn't know the... where it was. So Susie told me, she said it's by Sticky Lips. And I'm like, where the heck is it? So, you know, went by Photo City, said hi to Danny and all them. Turned around, went down. She said it's right by Sticky Lips. I saw the, yeah. the really cool line. yeah. And the thing is, they got a picture of the lion inside with the COVID mask on. Uh, it's funny. It's hell. I love yeah. that lion. Those guys have a good sense of humor. That, that's. I mean, you've got to be able to like, like I say, you know, you got to be able to make the lemonade. I mean, you got to work with it. And and I think you just can't throw up your hands because then everybody will be out out of business. Well, you want to be you want to be anti PC for a minute. Yeah. It's a great time for ugly people. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know. You know. And I've gotten, I mean, I, some people might go stir crazy. I've got, a, I've heard friends who've got them. I've got a couple weirdo stalkers like online. And I'm thinking if they're stalking me, they're yeah, desperate. That's <laughs> yeah, I know. And, but did you imagine like dating in this thing? Like one of my friends said he just like was starting to see, see someone and said it was like Puritan. Where they were going for walks six weeks a feet apart. Right, right. Doing like takeout and everything. It gives new meaning to the I wouldn't touch you with a ten foot pole. Yeah, but it also <laughs> takes people they can't but, really get into drama at the moment, which is kinda cool. Right. Because I like being alone too. I'm like I like my friends and everything else. Love my friends, love the people in my life, but I like my quiet time. And it's I know some people don't like to be alone. I do feel sorry for them. Right. But maybe they'll learn something. I mean, I've finally been able to for example read the books i own because i don't go to the library right which i haven't done before yeah i mean it's kind of like when i was a kid the tv broke i discovered we had books you know it's like all of a sudden it was like oh wow you know this is cool reading a book and just sitting there and you learn and you know i think if you just explore options i mean you can you can grow as a person, and you can get well. If you had the idiots, I mean, I had like the first weeks. Of some jackass actually asked me why I didn't have a mask on my dog. 
But we've had the jackass house, and I know, like my friend Pauline says, they have one on their street <laughs> the too. I call it the jackass house because <laughs> literally the first week of quarantine, they were having keg parties. Right. And we have like a house on the street. They have pool parties every night. But the one house is horrible where literally if there's going to be an infection, there's car- they have parties almost every night. They don't pay attention at all. So and it's one of those. And that's the thing. You can't control people like that in a way. Where some right. people are just going to say, screw it. I'm going to do whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, and there was that whole thing where then they started with the, that it's not really on surfaces, it's in the air, and then, you know, there was, like, that conflict going on, and so, you know, we're busy, everybody's wiping down stuff, when all of a sudden, then they go, oh, wait, oh, oh, maybe you don't have to do that so much. And, oh, you know, I can see, like, <laughs> like spraying, like, something in your mask and passing out from it, like, straight faint. I mean, if you're going to get something, it's going to get through your pores. I mean, it, it, it's like touch, all these touch pads at all these places, I mean, you got to wipe those down but all the time. amazing again, it's glad yeah. we're starting again. It's fun again, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And we got to get you. Now, we're not going to have this on, this, but you are going to be off to play in a couple hours. Yeah, not with yourself, yeah. like yeah. you usually do. <laughs> you guys just be playing in a band. <laughs> and if you want to say what it is, and you can tell us about it next time. With the, oh, my sure. friend, it's a drive-in show. Drive-in show at the Fanatics Pub in Lima today at, uh, I don't know, somewhere in the 2 o'clock range, I think. So we're going to see how that goes with 94-degree heat. But uh, And I do yeah. know, so give the drummer, if you're down there, well, you won't hear it, but, you know, do oh, mouth-to-mouth. Yes, He'll yes, love right. it. Throw me a drink. Could you do <laughs> mouth-to-mouth in the COVID era, though? It's like... I know. You know, it's like the idea about, like, the guy who gets bit by a rattlesnake on the private parts. So his buddy calls up. What do you got to do? You got to suck the poison out? Uh, what did the ducks say? Say you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like that. But we're looking at terms. Greg's going to, you know, he likes doing this, and we like talking music. And we're going to have lots of, I'm trying to help out my musician friends as much as I can because I know it's tough. But we're going to have, just preview, like, Adriana Noon. She's very talented. I've been following her career now since I saw her show at Abilene on Valentine's Day. You see, I like this because I meet a lot of people Great that I'm not, I'm not too hip on some of these and newer she's going to be so she's fantastic through you I guess. Uh, Meg Williams Julia Figueres from XXI oh great I on. love Julia she's going to be on and it's been a hard year for her too because like July like this is when her dad passed and her sister passed so yeah it's been we all go through this I want to get Grace Browning down here from that she's sort of tough but like Kim Drayheim who we might have to do two hours with because he's got yeah. so many stories I just the, saw him a few weeks ago the he, usual, he was going to be on on Wednesday but he ended up not coming to town oh, the right. usual gang of idiots Litvak right. <laughs> you know all these others and I want to get him and Greg together Trevor Lake from the High Risers and many other bands wants to come down Oh, sweet! and my friend Oz wants to come down you're going to have to maybe blank out some of the words we swear about being door guys <laughs> so we're going to have a lot of fun for you and you know and if you have any suggestions now, I do say, like, some friends, and I can understand they have medical conditions, or they're just a little iffy. They don't want to do it, and that's fine. Yeah. I want us everybody to have fun. I assure you it's all safe. Here. Well, I have a friend that wants to talk about yeah. conspiracy and, and, we, and, and we UFOs. Welcome that. And we welcome that. UFO if they weird stuff. <laughs> only if he promises to get us the hell off this planet. That's right. And and everybody's, hopefully we're going to have a good time. And something, one of the reasons I'm doing this now that we can come back is to help my friends, but also... Everybody associated with the show and who listen to it, they say it's fun. And I think we need a little fun, just for an hour. Yeah. You know, you can come in, doesn't matter what your politics are, even when Bauman's on. Yeah. 
You know, we're not going to talk about that. We want you to laugh. I'm have a, a political fun. man. You know, we don't need that. I mean, what? you know, you can go fight somewhere else. I don't want people trying to, you know, bash nah, my car. Or it's something. just, you know, there's a lot of, like, you know, that the words are getting thrown around, divisive, you this, know. that, and All I'll thing. say it's is just... about the election, my only thing on it is it should be called Grumpy Old Men Part 3. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. But, yeah. okay, we do have music, and this is a good way to wrap around. Thanks for being on, man. Oh, good certainly. Show. Always. And it'll, but... What happened was, this was that weekend, mm-hmm. night, so say about the 20th, my friend Hannah Widener, as you know, has the show as a daily refresher. Right. Greg would make the cameo when Susie was playing, he popped in to see her. Right. Remember I told you, they got, I love it, but they got to get done, I got to go see Doctor Who, right. and you had to go off to work. Right. So, you know, and Hannah's going to be on her sometime too. So, I go to see, the week of, I'm going to go see my friend Cammie Anaharo, she's supposed to come and bind you, I didn't know things were like this bad yet. I parked on East. It was like a ghost town. I'm like looking at 28 Days Later zombies. Right, right. I'm like, what the hell? It's like Star Trek, like with the infected people. So I walked down the refresher and it's closed. So then I went to Archive. They were pretty much closed too. You had to do the sanitizer. But the last show I saw at Daily Refresher was Bloodshot Billy. He's a rockabilly guy from Quebec. Sweet as hell guy. And I told him, by the way, I have a podcast. (laughs) He's like, cool, man, cool. Can I play something? Sure. So I have his album Guitar Boy, and I thought, what could be more perfect than for quarantine, for all you quarantine people out there, this is Bloodshot Billy. The song is That Lonesome Feeling, and I think some of us got that for a while now. Oh, yeah. So, and there's also a good one here, The Girl from Mars, Pretty Little Gal from Mars, but we'll play that another time. (laughs) So maybe with that lonesome feeling, we'll get the guy on, he'll abduct us, we'll meet a pretty little gal from Mars. That's right. So that's cool. But Greg and everybody out there and Zach, wherever you are, and, and everybody fe- in TV land, and good night, Elvita's and bye. And Future and, Shock is here, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Bye-bye, Tata. I'm out of here. See you.